0: Welcome back to the podcast. I have Molly Sapp here with me today. She is an incredible mindset coach. I've worked with her and love her. Um, Couldn't do what I do without the support that I've had from her. And I'm really excited that she gets to join me on the show and give a little insight into the work that she does. Welcome, Molly.
1: Thank you, doll. That was so sweet. One of the things that I love about Catherine is that She is very much about like just letting people do their thing. And she knows me very well in terms of just kind of like going very off the cuff. So um, she gave me the floor to just like introduce myself and tell you about my story and stuff like that. So if I miss anything, Catherine, just let me know. But anyways, okay. So I'm Molly Sapp. I'm a mindset coach. I um, have been studying mindset and the subconscious mind, psychology, religion, spiritual uh, stuff, I guess you could call it since I was like eight years old, literally, and I'm 34 now. So it's, it's been quite a while. It began because I was raised in a, with my mom, who uh, my parents got divorced when we were, or when I was 11 years old. And it was, we had a very, very close relationship and she was very, very, very devoted to um, personal development work. And so I was reading books and Christian inspiration books when I was like eight years old and was doing, you know, uh, visualizations and journaling while I was in history class. So it was kind of like the only thing that I focused on for several years. And in terms of manifesting, I remember wanting to create, you know, like wanting to create really cool stuff, even as a little girl. And it wasn't manifesting the way that, you know, it says that you manifest. And so I made it like my mission to figure out why that wasn't working and so, um, I ended up like taking this, uh, I went to a private Christian school in Orange County after my, uh, after I graduated from high school. And that took me really deep into Christianity and, um, what they call praying in tongues and like really deep, weird spiritual stuff, which led me to, um, going to acting school in New York because I also had a very big passion for theater. So I was trying to balance both passions And theater was not working the way that I wanted it to because my manifesting stuff was off, but I was still like wanting to integrate, knowing how to create uh, results by using it with theater, if that makes sense. And so I got into a really pretty prestigious school in New York City as a sophomore in college. And my roommate was from Trinidad And she was the person who introduced me to the book, You Can Heal Your Own Life, which is by Louise Hay. She's like the godmother of, uh, I was going to say internet marketing, but the godmother of the personal development world. And that book, You Can Heal Your Own Life, if you have not gotten that book, I recommend getting it. I, I read it before it became really popular And that's all the basis of like how to manifest in the law of attraction and all of those principles and self-love and taking good care of yourself. And I was like, this is it. This is going to be my main focus because my theater isn't going to work until this fully works. And so I just kept coming back to it. And then I finally started seeing how to manifest and was like tweaking and twisting and um, things started manifesting really fast. And I booked all these jobs theater wise and did a lot of film stuff and then traveled uh, to LA and things fell to pieces. And then I came back to where I'm from in Texas and I was living in Austin and I was like, um, trying to figure out why things fell to the fell through the cracks. And I was studying, studying, studying. And I studied for probably like four years of doing nothing but journaling and visualizations um, five to 10 hours a day. And, um, I, that's when I got into EFT, which is a healing model T that we can talk about if you, uh, if it gets brought up, but, um, it led me to finally being like, I have to do something with all of this. Like I have to create something. And here I was this starving artist in Austin, Texas being like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And that's when I was, um, just kind of like on the, on YouTube searching other, you know, mindset videos and s- somehow stumbled upon um, how to make money online. And that was when I was like, you know what, why don't I take all this information and, you know, figure out how to make money from my computer so that at least I'll have a, you know, my finances will be taken care of so that I can pursue, um, whatever other creative projects I want to pursue. So three years later I had a half a million dollar a year business and I worked for my computer and, um, that's basically it. So that's led us up to where we are right now. So Catherine, what, what did I miss? Well, first, I'm just, I'm so glad that you decided
0: to use it in the <laughs> online space and that I was able to meet you. Even back to just so many people by sharing everything that you learned and studied. So that's, yeah, I'm just grateful for that. You've, you mentioned pursuing other things and of course, building this huge business, wildly successful. Out of all of that, what really lights you up about what you do or what it allows you to do?
1: What really lights me up, believe it or not, is the uh, availability that I have to um, learn and grow because like, if I'm having an issue making my next, you know, income leap or working on a relationship that I'm, you know, wanting to manifest or whatever, nine times out of 10, I'll get on a phone call with a client or somebody who's bought a coaching session or whatever it might be. And they've got a very similar problem that contributes to why I'm not where I want to be. So there's been a ton of um, education that I've seen from helping others. And also like, just to like, I was out at the pool the other day and um, where I live and there was um, some really fun people. And They were all just like kind of asking me what's, what's my lifestyle like. And I explained like what my day looks like. And they were like, damn, that's fun. That sounds like fun. And I just kind of was like, yeah, it's, it's to the point where you just kind of do whatever you want and help people. And, and that's a lot of fun. And also there's there's the joy of helping others, of course, like that's, that's a given.
0: I think so many people, especially outside of the space, but even inside of this online world, really don't think this kind of a life is possible. Yeah. And of course, I don't know if I think by the time people come to you, I think most of them have seen glimpses of, of that and believe wow. to some degree it's possible, but they might not believe it's possible for them or they may obviously have all kinds of things getting in their way, but so many people just really don't think that's possible. And it is like whatever kind of lifestyle you want to live, you get to choose to live it. Yeah, completely. So I really want to dive into, you talked about some times where you struggled and we don't have to talk about in depth what your struggles were, but I noticed you just talking about taking action and not getting stuck in those struggles, Uh and that's huge for people. Like So many people just sit in that struggle and become a victim of their circumstances, and you do a lot of work around that. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know where this might go, but maybe talk about how, how you didn't sit in that or how you learned to not sit in that, or maybe you learned that the hard way. I don't know. Tell us about that.
1: That's a really good. Okay. So I I don't know how, yeah, you're right. I have no idea how it's going to go, but I told Catherine before we started this uh, podcast, I was like, if I start rambling on and on, like, just let me know if we're running out of time or whatever. You're good. Um, Okay. So how did it, how did it come about? I, there, there's multiple different areas, how it came about. Well, for starters, spending, you know, spending so much of your time Trying to manifest s- certain things and knowing and believing so strongly. Like, I knew even as a little girl that if I believed that I could have something, that it was going to become my reality. Like, I just knew that in- intuitively on the deepest levels of my being that if I believed that I could have a great, you know, best friend, then I would have a great best friend. I believed in God, I believed in these principles, I believed in like what the Bible says and um not to get you know religious here or anything like that but i i believed that so strongly and it kept not manifesting and it was like for someone who has such strong faith it kept not manifesting and not manifesting and not manifesting and i was like what is going on here this is and it wasn't just you know getting a boyfriend or having a girlfriend or you know um manifesting this or that or becoming popular or whatever it was just like it was so I believed so strongly in believing that you could have something and making it a reality. And it wasn't happening that I was like, something is seriously wrong with what's going on with my world. And I need to find it out like immediately, because if this, if, even if, you know, I don't have anything else in the world, these principles need to be aligned in my life and they need to be manifesting in my life. So, you know, what's going on. And so it's spinning about, from eight until 23 years old in that state. And yeah, I manifested things that I wanted to manifest. But, um, and they were like, you know, getting into acting school, getting into a, you know, school in Orange County when I grew up in Texas, you know, getting certain things, but not very specific things. I was like, what is going on? And I struggled with this uh, binge eating disorder where I would like, be eating really well, and then I would just binge on food like crazy, where I would like take in probably like ten to thirty thousand calories in one day to be and be just sick to my stomach every three days. It was like i I was searching, 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 searching for the answer. And I was like I walked around and I was like doing a lot of journaling and really like looking at my thoughts. And I noticed that in my journal, I had written down several different times. It feels like there's this outside force that is stopping me from or that is making me gorge on all of this food in terms of that. And I was just so determined to find what that was about that I was seeing this healer and she was, we were really good friends and I, I was meeting her at Barnes and Nobles and I walked to the, um, she was in the energy healing department or wherever the heck it was. And I picked up this book called Chakras and Their Archetypes. And I opened up the book to the, this exact page that says, When you think that there's an outside force that's stopping you, you're in victim mode. Mm-hmm. And like I slammed the book shut and was like, I have to get this book. I think my life just dramatically changed. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've like looked at, well, if things aren't manifesting in your, out, your, your physical reality that you want it to, you're in a way playing victim unless you identify why you don't want it. And so I've just been so strong about that, that it's like, I believe wholeheartedly because of my you know, journeys and my struggles that everyone deserves to have what they want right now. And if you're not, you're playing a victim in some way, shape or form, or at least get to the bottom of it so that you can you know, live your greatest life. Now, um, Catherine, do you have any, anything to say? Right now? Yeah. There?
0: Yeah. So I've heard it described in the sense of just talking about cause and effect, which I think is a really simple way for people to to start to grasp this. Like when you're thinking about your situation, are you putting yourself as the effect, or are you taking ownership and putting yourself as the cause of exactly. whatever your circumstances are? And because sometimes victim. I mean, I don't know if that language is triggering to some like it might be, but it's, it's, you've got to understand the context around it. So I think talking in terms of cause and effect is helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean like the, um, you know, we, we are all victims. We all have a victim mindset within us that doesn't really go away. Even when we're aware that we're in victim mindset, we could still be in victim mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, that's, that's what I've called it just because it's just my go-to to understand where I'm at. Oh, in, yeah. the yeah. uh, in terms sure. of how did I use it with building a business? I was doing a lot of mindset work on manifesting money. And there, for some reason I was on Facebook and this chick was, you know, talking to this girl in this Facebook group. And she was like, I don't know what's going on. I keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying to change. And it's just not working. And this woman said to her, she was like, usually if you've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying to do something and it hasn't been working, there's a payoff to staying where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I looked at the fact that like, what's my payoff to, you know, being in a roach infested apartment, which is where I was at the time um, with making maybe a thousand dollars a month and, you know, everything, me, you know, being on the verge of maybe having this successful business. And when I realized that there was a big payoff to my parents being like, what did we do wrong to our daughter? What's going on? Is she going to get her shit together? Da, 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 da. And I was always the perfect child, quote unquote, I had, you know, like I was a really good kid and up until college when I just wanted to like, you know, throw everything out and, you know, be the rebellious kid and all this stuff. And I, I realized how, how much I was getting off to being in this, you know, fucked up situation of a roach infested apartment and not being able to pay my bills and, you know, God forbid Molly be, you know, uh, a mess Mm-hmm. And when I realized that I was choosing to create this story, that I was this victim who couldn't get her shit together, who couldn't get her, you know, life on track, when I realized those were the payoffs, literally, I, I had like a $2,200 month that within the next two weeks, and then within six weeks, I had a $13,000 month. And within the next 10 months, I was having $50,000 months, month. So that principle in terms of, and it's kind of like, you know, coming back to the whole payoff thing. I was playing a victim until I recognized there was a lot of payoff going on there. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to make money. I want to make money. I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to do everything I can to do so. And I wasn't necessarily calling myself a victim, but in the outside world, that's what was going on. So it's, it's kind of like, and anybody who wants to make money in their business and they're like, oh, I'm financially stressed and da 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 da, da, da it's like, you can play that victim card all you want. But in, as soon as you really start to take ownership of your finances being exactly where they are because you have chosen to create it that way, then you have the power to change. Yeah. Yes. So, that's why I'm all about victim mindset. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So when you hear people saying, well, I've tried this and this and this and this and this and this, and it didn't work, they're trying all of these things outside of themselves and not actually dealing with the real issue. Right. A lot of times, right? right. So, okay, can you give, maybe you can give some examples of um, how how entrepreneurs tend to play victim and and how that that you've seen that be a, a payoff for them to stay stuck in their situation just so people can resonate with, with other stories, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You've got a, a billion probably.
1: <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got a number of them, but that like, <laughs> I'm, pre- I, I, I'm preaching to the choir or whatever. I mean with clients, not just your yeah. own personal like, stories. Right, right, right. But I mean, like, whenever I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, God, I'm preaching the choir here. But anyways, um, okay, so a few different examples. In terms of money, there was a client who she made six figures in her first year, and she was killing it. And her second year, she couldn't seem to make any more money than six figures and she was beating herself up and beating herself up and beating herself up to the point that she was her income was decreasing she wasn't hitting her six figures and she was just like I don't know what's wrong with me I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing I'm doing all this mindset work I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I was like okay well taking a step back here the reality was that she didn't want to um she didn't want to continue to increase her income because that was going to dramatically change her identity. It's one thing to be the chick who you know, creates the six-figure business very quickly in her first year of business. And it's a whole other ball game to be the chick who not only created a six-figure business in her first year of business, that's a tongue twister, but continue to go on to have a multi-million dollar business and just kept going and going and going and going and going. Because if she kept going that fast, she was going to literally turn into a totally different person. And so it's kind of like, you know, we know those, those types that they have the big success and that's great, but they don't continue to have that big success. It's like they had that success, but they're still the same person versus versus that person who co- like goes on to continue to con- and continues and continues to succeed. So there was this payoff to her about not being that next level person. Does that make sense, Catherine? Yeah, it does. Okay.
0: Um
1: another example, this is kind of um a more fucked up example and it's a bit deeper in terms of um victim mindset, but there was this woman who was uh she was a multiple six-figure business owner. She had a shitty relationship with her husband and she um She'd gotten to like thirty dollars to $40,000 a month and she did not want to, or she wanted to get to a million a year, but her numbers kept like, you know, going up and down and up and down between the averages that she was hitting the year before. And she was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm doing all this mindset work and yada, 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 yada. And she kept admitting that she did not want to retire her husband because she didn't like being married to this man, but she didn't want to get a divorce because she didn't want to deal with splitting the finances because he was, he made a lot of money. So she didn't, she not only didn't want to get divorced, she didn't want to have to deal with, you know, splitting her money. And she also didn't want to make more money because then she'd probably end up divorcing him and then she'd really have to give him money And she didn't want to work really hard because she didn't want to like retire him because she didn't really like him in the first place. So here she is saying, Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm not making enough money and blah, 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 blah. blah. But she had a lot of payoff to stay in exactly where she was at. Mm -hmm. It was a hell of a lot better than doing the opposite. Another example would be a chick who, uh, she was in an abusive relationship with her husband and she was trying to get out of her, uh, her marriage. And so, therefore, she wanted to make a lot of money so she could financially feel comfortable to get out of the marriage. Now, when we get into abusive relationships, and this is a bit deeper than you know, what we need to go into, but when we get into abusive relationships, there's usually some things that has caused us to believe that we, you know, that, that uh, makes us feel that abuse equals love. Mm-hmm. And so we attract those relationships to, because it's our subconscious, uh, meaning the the deeper parts of our mind, it doesn't understand good versus bad. It understands what we've known. And like, so it's like a computer, literally it sees, okay, we've got, we have abuse in here. So attracting more abuse is safe because we know this program, it's already a program in here. So let's attract it. And so- she was in this abusive marriage and she wouldn't go into a whole lot of detail about it. I could just like, she mentioned it, but she was, um, uh, you know, on her way out and she, she had, uh, you know, assured me that she wasn't like, she wasn't in danger and the kids weren't in danger and stuff like that. They were living separately, but she wanted to make money in order to completely cut herself out of that relationship. And the thing was, is that I tried to tell her and she did listen, she got out of the the relationship that unless you fully address the reasoning behind the desire to be in that kind of abusive relationship. And I've, I've been in that stage and, you know, uh, a lot of us have, unfortunately, until you identify the root of, the reasons behind the abuse, you're not going to feel the deep desire from a real true state that's going to cause true growth and wealth until you release the need to hold on to that abuse cycle. Because what's going on there is she's holding on to this belief that if she's mean and horrible to herself, then that means she's safe. And if you're making a lot of money and taking re- really good care of yourself, that is unsafe. So she had a lot of payoff to not making money because it was it, being in an abusive relationship meant, meant she was safe. So once she started to recognize that abuse was not safe and that's what she had learned it, from her you know, being a child – then she started to recognize, oh, I'm, I have a lot of resistance to wanting to create wealth because of these things. And once she started dealing with those things, she was understanding like, yes, I was a victim. She was very much a victim, but she didn't need to play a victim in her finances in the same way. Once she started taking responsibility, her marriage naturally started to dissolve and she started making money very naturally.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah, You know, there are a lot of instances where in work with clients, obviously in the examples you're describing, but also when I work with clients, even though we're, we're sometimes talking business, the personal stuff comes up and it's interesting to some people, like it's unexpected to some people, I should say, they're like, Oh, well, I'm sorry. We shouldn't, I don't need to talk to you about personal stuff, but everything in business is personal and is derived from something that's happened to us at some point because that's all shaped our beliefs and that impacts the way that we run our businesses and make money. And so I think that that's just a point here to make as well as I listen, these things come up and need to come up, need to be addressed because you can't solve your business financial problems or whatever, just by talking strategy alone, you have to cover mindset and you have to go deep. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. So I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I was just curious as I was listening to you, where do you draw the line or how do you draw the line between doing mindset work and then when and therapy? Like, what's the difference in your mind? How do you draw the line between the two in working with clients?
1: Good question. Um I tend to always, always, always focus on what do you need to do to take action to get yourself further down the line. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of like identifying why they're stopping themselves from moving forward, it's more so like I can identify, oh, you were abused here or, or this happened or this happened or this happened. Now you need to do the work to resolve it, but here's where you want to go. And I can tell you what needs to be in, you know, imprinted in order to move forward, but I'm not going to help you um, uh, analyze and you know, dig down deep to the, the, the therapeutic ways. And usually when it comes to abuse and any type of sexual abuse stuff, I don't touch but if there is, um, and that does happen where, you know, like sexual abuse stuff happens. Um, I'll, I'll say you need to talk to a therapist about this one, mm-hmm. any type of like, you know, physical, uh, verbal and mental abuse. Like it's I'm kind of talking all over the place here, but like if someone comes to me and they've been sexually abused or, uh, emotionally abused or verbally abused, I will identify. Okay what, what happened in terms of how it impacted the client, Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, so it's, it's keeping them from having, so, so they were sexually abused. So they're having trouble being, uh, deeply connected to clients. So they uh, repel clients because they're afraid of that intimacy. Okay. So in in other words, what you need to start recognizing to the client is that this is where that disconnect is coming from. So you need to start saying to yourself and understanding that you're safe to have intimacy, but you, your subconscious needs to understand the differences between in, that intimacy and intimacy with a client. Now, how you do that, I would suggest working with a the therapist and, you know, at least talking to somebody who's clinical uh, about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think part of the mindset work is figuring out where certain things are stemming from and yeah. getting to the awareness of that. Like you said, identifying it, but actually healing it takes place with a therapist.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, like, yeah, there, there are definitely um, ways in which you could do healing work alone, mm-hmm. but in terms of um like, that's It's a, it's a tough one. I talked it to my, 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 um, what'd you say? I said it is yeah. it's tough. My, I talked to my, um uh, lawyer about this. Cause I was like, I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, crossing any lines. And he was like, if there seems to be any kind of like, you know, life threatening stuff and, you know, um, that type of abuse stuff. And like, if, if I know that anybody's hurting, I always make sure that there's nothing going on there, but any kind of deep abuse, I want, I refer them to like, um, I tell them to go to a therapist, but also, uh, to keep in mind that therapy, your therapy is different from coaching because you're digging down deep into the layers. And a lot of times you don't come up for air to actually move forward. Mm -hmm. If, um, and so I, I'm a little hesitant with therapy unless it's something really deep, like, really deep abuse mm-hmm. um and and also a big one is intuition like you know uh I'm not qualified to to work with someone in deeps of cib- depths of abuse nor do I really want to mm-hmm. um and that's like there's there's levels you yeah. know and you can just you can feel it right um, At the same time, because I've also had clients go, well, I'm afraid to tell them to go to a therapist because then they're not going to want to work with me. No, I tend to say to any client that I say, like, maybe you should talk to a therapist, either number one, it's too deep of a type of situation that I don't want to work with because it's incredibly draining for me, or they need to work with a coach more so than they need to work with a therapist, but they need to work with a therapist as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there. And there were, there have been times where I've worked with both you and a therapist simultaneously, Uh where I actually was working with you about, okay, identifying something and moving forward. But then I realized, okay, I do want to dig into that a little bit more and make sure that I kind of put that behind me. And so I spent some time separately with a therapist. Like, I think that that's okay as well. Um, But yeah, I was just curious. I was like, I don't think we, you and I have ever discussed that. It's something I've thought about before. Um, shifting gears just a little bit, but one final area that I'd like to inquire about, I know in working with you and, and not just alone, but in group settings, that there are some people who say that they're doing mindset work, and they're not really doing mindset work so or they're not doing enough mindset work so to help anyone who's listening really understand like when you say doing the doing the work of mindset like what does that mean how intense is that like you <laughs> talked earlier about hours a day and some people think that like journaling once a week or something is going to move the needle right so how do you define that and how do people know that they're doing enough i hear you giggling but it's true <laughs>
1: yeah um good question okay so I mean I had this client one time we worked together for like a year and she started she was she got incredible results like incredible crazy results like you know six-figure launch in six weeks before she quit her job type of thing and um and she wasn't continuing to get the kind of results that she was getting. And she was like, what's, what's going on? Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? And I was like, dude, is it possible that you might not be that mature in understanding the depths of how deep this mindset shit goes? And mm-hmm. so, and I used to think that because I wasn't getting the shifts that I wanted, you know, it wasn't working. Or it, you know, like, uh, that I was fucked up because, you know, it wasn't working. And the truth of the matter is, is that however old you are, you're dealing with, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of thoughts, hundreds of thousands of moments Mm -hmm. that have confirmed the current beliefs that you're in. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, Thinking that journaling once a week is going to change thousands, hundreds of thousands of you know, uh, confirmations that a belief is true versus one time, you know, does that work for some people? Sure, but do they have some, you know? imprinted beliefs on changing their beliefs and you know really believing that you know magical shit can happen like with the snap of their fingers absolutely am i saying don't do that no and am i saying that you can create that absolutely but nine times out of ten somebody who's just journaling here or there they're not even grasping the beginning of what it takes to fully change a belief um and even people who like there were um uh, this is like a long answer, but there were um, times when I would do the journaling, the standard, like, you know, 20 minutes to an hour journaling practice. And I mean, I've tried everything and did it for, you know, six weeks and nothing changed that. And so it's like, you can journal all damn day long on your thoughts or that you're, you believe that money magnetizes to you easily and effortlessly. But if you're walking around all throughout your day being like, why am I not making any money? What's wrong with me? Why do I not? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Well, the damn journaling that you do for an hour out of the 24 hours of your day, (laughs) that's not going to change shit either. Right. So it's like, but do you need to be doing six to eight hours of mindset work a day? No, but is it sure as hell going to help more if you do that versus that? Yeah, but it also depends on, you can also be doing seven, eight hours of mindset work a day and it like not move you forward either. Mm -hmm. It really depends on the, um, the, and can mindset work be very effective within five minutes a day? Absolutely. But truly it deeply depends on where is the person at? what do they want, where are they subconsciously and where are they consciously, what are they doing and what are their, what are their thoughts? Not only while going through the practice, but also what are their thoughts around the practice and more so what are their thoughts throughout their day? Like excluding the practice, are they fully embodying what it is to manifest what they want to manifest and, are they fully carrying that out? And even more so, uh, outside of that, there's, you know, there's not just a pattern of, okay, I'm going to manifest a car, or I'm going to manifest a six-figure year. There's patterns that extend out five, 10, 50 years, where you can be manifesting a million-dollar-a-year business, and then all of a sudden, the fifth year, you supposedly have, you know, uh, you go bankrupt, and you just repeat that pattern over and over again. So there can be a five-year pattern So it just depends on how deep you know yourself, how well you know yourself, how, you know, how you take change, how you handle change, what you've been wired to think you can achieve, how, you know, how disciplined you are, how deeply you want something. Because if you, if this is another thing, if somebody comes to work with me and they're like, I really want an online business. But they don't really want an online business. They want an online business because they think that's going to give them a lifestyle or it's going to get them their husbands off their, their backs about getting a job. They're not going to do the kind of mindset work to create that unless it... And they might do it temporarily and hit the numbers, but then they're not going to continue because they don't really want to. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of different factors involved. That's why I would say get a mindset coach. Yeah, for sure. I think... So two things come to
0: mind. One me just reflecting and remembering one time when you, I can't remember what the topic was, but you told me to journal on it. And then you're like, I mean, like 20 pages back and front journal. And I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like really go deep. I was like, okay, got it. But I understood later um, when the other thing that came to mind, it made sense when you explained it as, and I may may not say it exactly the way that you did, but, but just jump in, but essentially like a stool with like lots of different legs and you can't just like one aha moment can get you Mm -hmm. like one breakthrough can, can get you some results in your business. But there are so many other pieces of evidence, like what you were alluding to earlier with all these moments that have confirmed this belief, there are all of these other pieces of evidence that you have to discredit. Right. Right. And right. so just one aha moment or one breakthrough isn't necessarily sustainable because that's not going to knock down this whole stool or platform that this yeah. belief is built on. Maybe yeah. you can describe that in your language. Cause I'm just kind of paraphrasing.
1: No, that's really good. I haven't thought about that in a while. Actually. Um, there was like this, I found this out when I was doing, when I got so fucking stuck for so long, I was like, what is going on? I'm doing all this fucking mindset work. I was at the point where I was doing like five to eight hours of mindset work a day. And it was like, then I started realizing, like, I watched this one YouTube video that it was like a, a, a table and a belief is like a table. And you know you can cut one leg off of the table, but that doesn't make the table disappear. That the belief is the top of the table. The belief, the top of the table, is still in place. It might be you know side down, but mm-hmm. it's still got three other legs holding it up. So it can very somebody else can bring in a leg and repair the table very quickly. Versus because like what you'll think is you taking the table down, but uh-uh, it's it's still there. So like. Um, an example would be, um, so let's say that there's a chick who, um, this is a good example. She, I think it is. She was a multiple seven figure business owner. And she was like, I really, you know, need to be in alignment when I do something. And I was like, okay, we'll, Is it possible that you're using the whole quote unquote alignment term to excuse yourself from doing things that you don't really want to do? Mm -hmm. And so she was like, so I mean, like, for example, let's say that you, you want to create a, a breakout indie film, right? But it doesn't feel aligned to you to have a Um, a script that is very structured because your structure just doesn't feel aligned to you. Well, it could be that it doesn't feel quote unquote aligned to you because actually having a breakout indie film doesn't feel quote unquote aligned to you because that's too much success for your subconscious to handle and you don't feel worthy of it yet. Mm -hmm. So she might recognize like, Oh, it doesn't feel aligned to me. The structure doesn't feel aligned to me because I, you know, was, had a very strict upbringing, but if she doesn't look at the fact of actually, I don't feel aligned for this level of success, then she might say, oh, well, I can get into structure, but then the structure is going to come to create the same type of "Eh," like static energy to where she's not going to go on to create the, the actual follow through on creating the breakout film because she's not, quote unquote aligned for that level of success yet so there's like and there, then there's probably five of other different areas in which she doesn't quote unquote feel aligned so she's going to stay where she's at or she's mm-hmm. going to make a little bit of progress but she's going to like backtrack and she's going to be like see this didn't feel aligned so i'm going to go this way and create another product and make another million dollars meanwhile i'll put this aside
0: mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah it does I know that we could keep talking. There's, you're just a depth. Like there's so many, there's so much depth to all of this and you have a wealth of information and experience and I love talking to you, but we can't talk forever. So <laughs> instead I'm going to ask everyone to go check out Molly. Molly, where can they find you? They can find me
1: at mollysap.com and um, just email me. Cause I'm literally changing my, I just told Catherine I'm changing my business structures I have multiple ways to work with me. Simplest way to do it is just email me, mollymsap at gmail.com. And um, if you want to, uh, my free opt-in, a case study on how to manifest $15,000 in 24 hours, it's like famous, it has hundreds and hundreds of testimonials, mollysap.com backslash or forward slash manifest hyphen fast. Backslash or forward slash, I don't know, but it'll be in the links or the comments yeah. or wherever the hell it says. Yeah, but um, yeah, show, sure. a, yeah, and if you can't find it for some reason, just email me at mollymsap at gmail.com. That's the quickest way, and I'll get back to you. I check it every single day. Unless I'm on weekends or some crazy thing like that. So yeah, yeah.
0: unless you're living this lifestyle that you want to live and <laughs> taking time off.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, everyone do take the time to check that out. Find her on Line. She's got countless videos that are incredible to watch and that'll give you even more of an intro to her. And if you would like to really break through, then talk to her about working with her because she's incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Molly, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. If you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, Subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you send me a screenshot of that review, I'll give you free access to my CEO scorecard. This is the same tool I use with my multiple six and seven-figure clients to help them up-level their role as CEO and achieve massive results. This resource is typically available exclusively to clients in my coaching program, The Elevate Effect. If you're ready to learn how to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business, head over to KatherineBinkley.com forward slash The Elevate Effect and join us to reach your next level of success.